We welcome you to the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. We host multiple opportunities to learn more about the Arabian horse breeds shared for horse lovers of all ages. Contact us if you'd like to learn more about sponsor opportunities. All right. Hi, my name is Amy Williams with uh, We Love Arabian Horses podcast. And today I'm with Michelle Reeser and um, we're going to do a little discussion about some programs that she wants to talk about. Uh, but let's first, let's talk about how you got into the Arabian horses. So I started riding when I was about six. My uncle had Arabian horses and um, got me into it. His, my first horse was actually a gray stallion. And I actually met my husband, Joe Reeser, when I was nine. because His <laughs> stepdad became my horse trainer. Um, and so we just stayed local and did the Class A um and Region 13 was our home region. I was in Indiana my whole life. And so did that. High school, I got out of it a little bit with sports and then um, started dating Joe when I graduated high school. And this has just become our life and our mm-hmm. new passion. And you've recently moved to Texas. Yes. And enjoying the hot weather. <laughs> we are. I do. We, we do enjoy the heat. <laughs> We're feeling it this week. Yes, we are. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the AWPA program. Um, first off, tell me how you started it or how it got started and when it started. So our first class started in 2016. And the reason why I started it was the English division had started the AEPA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'd all seen that mm-hmm. for a few years. And I was like, why can't the Western have mm-hmm. something like this to promote the Western horse mm-hmm. and promote the um, breeding? Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I kind of, you know, when you're that Western person and you follow an English class mm-hmm. and it's the mass exodus, yeah. like you yeah. don't want to be the first yeah. one in because it's a mass exodus. And yeah. so I was like, you know, it'd be nice to mm-hmm. have some spotlight on the Western horse. Mm-hmm. And so talked, made a few phone calls with some trainers. and was like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And we just like, you know, we've had other programs that mm-hmm. weren't successful. So why not try another yeah. one? And so we started it in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, we had our first auction in 2016, our first class um, at U.S. Nationals, maturity class mm-hmm. in 2016. And then in 2018, we extended it to the maturities um, mm-hmm. for the four and five-year-old, mm-hmm. the amateur which started in Canada mm-hmm. at the Canadian Nationals. And since COVID mm-hmm. and not being able to have the Canadian Nationals, we've moved it to the Midsummer Horse Show. Yes. Well, and having been someone who's competed in that class, it's truly one of the most fun classes as an amateur to be in. It's it's a whole different feel to the class, and it it adds a different layer of showing than you normally have. It's it's by far my favorite class to ever show in, English well, or Western. I love it. It's a blast. Um so it offers a significant amount of prize money, and like you said, you had to move it from Canadian Nationals to Midsummer. So kind of talk a little bit about what the prize money is and maybe what the plan is going forward. So this year, um, in 2021, we will be giving away $244,000 in prize money. And that consists of the maturity class at Midsummer, which mm-hmm. is 15000 for each um, half Arab and purebred. Mm-hmm. Pure and then the Futurity um, at US, the purebred is 100000 and the mm-hmm. Half Arab is 50000 And then we have a stallion owner bonus. Mm-hmm. And then new this year is our auction full bonus. And this is the first year that that will happen because this is the first year of our auction base. Mm-hmm. And so that is one thing that I think is the piece of our 
you know, our program that people really don't understand yet because mm-hmm. they haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. We try to tell everybody that, you know, watch for our auction in the mm-hmm. February 1st of March mm-hmm. because this is what separates mm-hmm. um, our auction babies is that yep. there is a auction bonus. Mm-hmm. And how we get that is the stallion owners do pay a $1,000 to nominate their stallion. Mm-hmm. So for easy sake, let's say 100 stallions. Mm-hmm. So we take half of that. So 50000 and then it's split kind of depending on the percentage of purebreds to have here. So let's say 60-40. Mm-hmm. So 60% of that 50000 will de- be divided equally between the top 14. Huh. So okay. if there's one, yeah. they're getting all of it. Yeah. If there's 14, it we, just depends on how, it just depends that year. On mm-hmm. how many auction foals end up in the top 14. And we all know how hard, yeah. I mean, that is to number one, get a mare in full, yeah. get it on the ground. And then get it to its Put it in training and be ready for it. Yeah. So it does make it very special mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to make those auction babies mm-hmm. worth some extra mm-hmm. money to now everybody can nominate their you know, their mare mm-hmm. if they breed to a nominated stallion. Mm-hmm. Um but the added auction, bonus the money added comes bonus from that. money is from the auction babies. And it's only good that year. Huh. Which I know upsets some people, but that's what makes those stand out and make some special. Yeah, yeah. And so for the um, professional part of it that happens in October, just yes. to clarify, that's only for four-year-olds. But then Correct. the amateur portion that happens either at midsummer or something else going forward, then it's for four- and five-year-olds. Yeah, we opened it to the four- and five-year-olds because, mm-hmm. number one, not every amateur so wants to four. ride their four-year-old. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they're not ready for that. The horse isn't ready for that. Mm-hmm. And it does allow for more mm-hmm. for more entries mm-hmm. to you know and more opportunity mm-hmm. for the amateur. And have you seen an increase in the entries since it's been moved? Since we moved it, mm-hmm. you know, Canada, we love Canada. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Canada. We've always supported Canada. Mm-hmm. It is hard for yeah. people to get across. Yeah. And so when they weren't able to have it last year, AHA did allow us to move it to midsummer mm-hmm. and again this year. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's going to happen yeah. next year with Canadian border, yeah. with, you know, AHA and what they're going to do. So yeah. we're kind of, unfortunately, in a holding pattern to yeah. see where all that falls, where our maturity will end up yeah. being going well, forward. it's a great program. And um, let's talk, one thing we actually hadn't touched on, but I was going to ask you about, is on the halter stand-up, like how yes. does that factor in to the overall performance? Is there set standards or rules that we go by on that? or So, and I'm glad you brought that up because we've had a little bit of, you know, controversy mm-hmm. over the years depending on how that all falls. Because the way it was really meant to be was somewhat of a tiebreaker. Number mm-hmm. one, back in the day, if you mm-hmm. talk to Josh Quinnis, who's mm-hmm. on our board, or some people back in the 80s, mm-hmm. every top 10 had to strip, strip down. down and, you know, stand, stand up. up. Mm-hmm. And so our portion, it is not... For halter, it mm-hmm. is form to function mm-hmm. for a Western pleasure horse. Mm-hmm. So it's not that hard. We don't want the necessarily the yep. hard stand up. You can tell those that have been haltered, yep. especially in our purebred, and it makes yep. it a little exciting. Yeah, you know, but they do have to follow the Western pleasure rules mm-hmm. from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So there's not supposed to be, you know, and we've been working with judges school throughout mm-hmm. this whole time to clarify as things come up each year, mm-hmm. but you know, their manners mm-hmm. from start to finish do matter. Mm-hmm. And so they are reiterating that in their mm-hmm. judges school. I've talked with some other judges and so manners from start to finish. Um, so no dropping in the lineup. They're supposed to stand there quietly yeah. And, um, and it's just really, you know, 
like if they have a club foot. Yeah. But the reason with the club foot is they've seen them move. Mm-hmm. And so if it doesn't prohibit their movement yeah. from doing their job as a Western pleasure horse, they may knock them down a on little. their, you know, one or two places. Yeah. It all depends on the severity and yeah. what that judge feels like. Yeah. But it's up to them to, you know, move it down one or two. Yeah. Or if it really affected their movement, they were like, oh, well, then. You now know, I see why they're moving now. that way. I'm going to mark them off. Right. Yeah. And so, or if you've got two that are really, mm-hmm. you know, close some judges, you know, like we tell them to use it as a tiebreaker yeah. type of deal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not really meant, it's kind of like the costume and the side stuff, like yeah. 20% at most if people ask us to put a percentage on it. Um, but it's really not meant to yeah. really change your card. It's supposed yeah. to like help or yeah. like, okay, yeah, this, you know, when it's yeah. standing there and you actually see it up close. It's just another factor they can put in. Right. And yeah. it makes it a little, a little different. Exciting and different. It's fun. So. Like, when you talk about the yeah. amateurs, like last year, yeah. the first time they did it, they're all kind of nervous to yeah. do it. But yet when they do it, they're yeah. super excited yeah. to do it and have fun doing well, it. Well, I think it, it's such a different class because it's, it's something to where you see the big guys do it. You see right. the professionals do it. And, and as an amateur, you've never had the opportunity to show in something like that and be in a class that's that unique. And so to be able to do something that's similar to the professionals mm-hmm. is really fun. And it, yeah. it, it makes you feel like, oh, I can kind of be one of the big guys now. Right. And it does help if the horse does know how to set its feet. I will say that. <laughs> yes, it does. It definitely makes it a lot easier. But um, So work on that if you need to before, <laughs> before midsummer, amateurs. Um all right. Well, thank you very much. Is there anything else you'd like to add or anything else that you'd like to say about it that we didn't touch on? Um, I think the one thing that does set us apart from some of the other programs is we have a limited rider part yeah. to our program. And we wanted to do that because, you know, in our open division, mm-hmm. we don't have the select or the entry yeah. level like the yeah. rainers have it. Other parts of our breed do yeah. have it, but not our main ring. Yeah. And, um, it is hard for the young riders or the young trainers yeah. or the assistants mm-hmm. to kind of crack, you know, that, top crack that top mm-hmm. 10. And when they do, mm-hmm. you know, so this way it's where they get 2,500 and it's if they've won less than five reserve or na- U.S. national or Canadian okay. midsummer. So at a national level, national not just level. a regional level. Right. Okay. No, it's reserve and champions. Five okay. or, you know, five or more, they're out. Yeah. And, but there's 2,500 to the owner. Uh-huh. So if that assistant trainer can get top 10, yeah. well, then that's if your trainer was sitting on your horse and was, you know, fourth, fifth, or sixth, you're in the same amount of money. Yeah. So it's hopefully giving yeah. us, you know, like, yeah, I wish my trainer was on that horse, but, but there's an incentive for the owners to really right. encourage like, this really good horse yeah. and so yeah. I feel like and we yeah. are a five judge system uh-huh. so you know it does help yeah once they it. win that like if they've won it one time can they continue to win it or they no, can that's still a, win they can it still, until they, they get to that out. level okay but you know it's just that our class that knocks yeah. them out so yeah. like if they go in the junior horse or something exactly. else I it, mean there's so, no impact on them that way right yeah. yeah so I mean you know other classes can knock them out that year you know and yeah. they can be done so, well and but, it's it's one of those things where it gives a lot of incentive for both for the owner and for the trainer so I think that and for the actual trainer to give those you know right. assistants a chance to go when they're on a good horse and yeah. know that they're going to have a payoff in the end is really good so yeah, that's really that's a really cool thing. Um, all right, well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate Absolutely. it. And Thanks if anyone has me. any questions or anything, please give Michelle a call or email and uh, let her know. Thank you very much. Thanks again for listening today, and watch for our upcoming podcasts. 
We Love Arabian Horses is an ambassador community that promotes Arabian horses with fellow horse lovers globally. If you love this podcast and would like to hear more like it, make sure to subscribe to We Love Arabian Horses on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. To share ideas for topics and guests with us, and to learn more about sponsorship opportunities, send us an email to hello at weloveArabianHorses.com.